Chris Duane here. Welcome to I Wish I Knew, a podcast by Disrupt Ed TV, where insightful and reflective educators talk about a situation where they found themselves saying, boy, I wish I knew. Today, we're talking with Laura Robb from Winchester, Virginia. As you know, this is where we talk about and share a time when they jumped into something and wished there was one thing they could have known that would have helped out. Laura, what story do you want to share with us today? Okay, my story began two years ago uh, when my granddaughter, who is dyslexic uh, and who I've worked with for years and really can read well now, came home from fifth grade and asked her mom if she could come to my house. And she walked in and she said, Grandma, you have to come to my school. There are kids in my class that I was in first grade with and they're still reading like they were in first grade and I can read you need to come and help them. And I said, oh sure, Helena, let me think about it. Well, let me tell you, there's nothing like persistence. She got on that bus and came to my house three days in a row and wouldn't let it go. I said, okay, I will go in. Okay, you said, I give in. I So I went uh, to meet the principal who was new to the school. And indeed there was a really tough situation because out of, A little more than 300 students, 90 had entered fifth grade reading on a pre-K to three level. Yes. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The teachers were like groaning. And you know, I'm a reading specialist. I've worked with kids, but I never worked with kids so low. I worked with kids one, two, even three years below grade level. But when you're teaching seventh and eighth grade, there's a lot to build on. So uh, what we, what I really wish I knew was that the things that I believed in, that if you match a book with a child uh, and give them choice, they will begin to love reading, uh, that if you model good writing and the process, they will learn to be writers. Well, you know, the group I worked with was reading on an early first grade level, six children, and none of it worked. We had big, we got funds for a big classroom library. They chose all the hard books. They would not choose a book that they could read. In fact, one of them even said to me, but I can read three words, Mrs. Rob. And I said, that's wonderful, but I want you to read more than three words. So what I had to do was find a great deal of patience because I believed in my heart that I could not make them read at all. Uh, And I could not force them to take a book home that embarrassed them. So the first thing I did, I got uh, opaque plastic envelopes that we could put easy books that they chose in and nobody would know what was in that envelope when they pulled it out of their locker. The second thing I did was I kept talking about them being safe, that in this class it was okay if you were reading a book that was easy because the more you read, the better you would get. And it didn't happen overnight. It took me about six to seven weeks to finally get about two children to check out a book that they could read and learn from. So two two out of six. Right, no, actually more because the six were part of a class of 28 that 
where there were two other teachers working with me uh, that I had trained because we had all very low kids. Pre-K to one was about oh the range that we had. We oh did gosh. we did an interactive read aloud. That was great. We did guided reading, but we had we, we changed it. They couldn't sustain guided reading for 15 minutes. Uh, we did a lot of uh, work talking about pictures and interpreting. And then the other thing I found out, Chris, was they didn't know the long and short vowels. They had had years of synthetic phonics, but no one asked the question, why aren't they getting it? Um, so I did Words Their Way, that hands-on kinesthetic. Oh, okay. That looks at patterns, at the alphabetic principle and meaning. Sure. And a huge difference. So we started this class in January and uh, we had an extra 73 minutes besides the regular language arts class that the principal gave us that we worked on reading intensively. And these kids moved, the last book they read at the end of May was Stone Fox. They wow. won't believe because they weren't stupid. They just had not had the opportunity. Uh, they didn't have someone working with them and telling them it's okay you, if you're here, but with uh, my help and your hard work, right. we'll, we'll get, get you there. Sure. Right. So, so, so that is such a rewarding experience for you. I am so sure. And I'm sure that the teachers that you were working with were so grateful for the insight that you could have, that, you know, that you brought to them. So my question is, how has this changed your approach when you teach? I know you're teaching. So how does this, how does that affect the way you now handle pre-service teachers when you're trying to explain to them and teach them how to teach reading? Okay, so my first thing is to always know your student and know where they are and be respectful of it and uh, don't blame anybody, don't blame the child, the family, the teachers they had. We, we start with what we have and we are great listeners. And the other thing is to build strong relationships because they have to trust you. And right. trust and kindness matter. Right. Uh, I, I, in fact, I'm working with those six because they made so much progress. I meet them every day now for 35 minutes in sixth grade, and uh, they are making huge progress. Today, wow. a big box of books came in, graphic novels and you know other kinds of books that they had requested. Uh, and they just, can we do free reading all period? I said, absolutely. So it's listening to the children, tuning into where they are, and no and celebrating every tiny increment of progress so every class i end and the teachers and i recommend teachers do this we notice we notice all the positive things we notice that everybody found a book and they really got into it we noticed that two students were talking about their book and we love that because yes. we're social. Um, and so we're, we're constantly pointing out all the, the positive behaviors. And that's what I tell teachers to do, that you, you can't present a lesson, even on, you know, with words their way, unless the kids trust you 
and believe in themselves. So here's something that was very interesting. One day I walked in last year and I said to the kids, so what do you dream of wanting to be? I said, you know, I still have dreams. I would love to be a figure skater. And I imagine myself that way. And if I was younger, I'd be on that ice rink practicing. None of them had dreams. And I realized that if you don't have this- Was this an impoverished area? What, what was- High poverty. Uh, these children were uh, a mix, uh, mostly Hispanic and African-American and some Caucasian, but definitely high poverty. Uh, but so we talked about dreams all all year. This year, today I asked them. It's so wonderful that we're talking together. Wow, today, okay, I'm, I'm excited, okay. I asked them, okay guys, tell me what you dream of becoming. So Lesson said, I wanna be a policeman. Uh, Ernesto said, I wanna be a writer. <gasps> and I thought, oh my goodness. And Oscar said he wants to be a zoologist because he wants to study monkeys. Oh my lord! Oh my stars! Holy smokes! And then, uh, and then Kim said that she wanted to be a hairdresser, which is fine, of course. But, and Cecilia uh, said she wanted to be a social activist because she loves reading about Rosa Parks or people who Nelson Mandela, people who made a huge difference in the lives of others. Wow! And oh my so, gosh! Your heart must have just leapt out of your chest. I just absolutely. Last January to now, till they started having dreams. And so they said, you know, if you have dreams like that, you really have to learn how to read great. And I said, you're right. You are on your way to becoming great readers. And and so, you know, it, I, I never knew that about dreams. I don't know why I asked them, but all of a sudden it dawned on me that a dream can be the motivation for working hard in reaching your goal. Of uh, course. And, and now they have a lot of motivation. School never prepared me for that. The work I did all the years as a reading specialist never prepared me for that at all. Never prepared me for the fact that it took a long time for them to choose a book uh, that they could read. But I have to tell you something, Chris. It was worth waiting for because the day they chose was the oh day I knew they would do it again and again and again. And oh if my I God. had made them do it, it's not the same. No. So I, no. I learned that I needed huge amounts of patience and, and I had to keep my optimistic outlook. That yes. That's definitely a takeaway. We can't give up on them because if we give up on them, then that's their excuse. See, you're just going to leave me and give up on me just like everybody else did. Right. We have to be that encourager, the salt and the pepper on the, you know, that spices it up and it pulls them in. Right. And the other thing is the, the superintendent has released a lot of funding. So we have big classroom libraries. I have wow. money to buy books for this group that, because, you know, I can't buy for the year. I have to buy every two or three weeks. Uh-huh. Wow. Every two or three weeks. Yeah. Because, You're going through books a mile a minute. And I, I don't know if they plateaued and we need to have the same level or do I need to move them on? And that's with the guided reading. So, you know, I follow them. They lead me. 
I, I, I look at their writing, I listen to their talk, all, it's, it's, but it has been phenomenal and I, I love what I'm doing. And it has humbled me uh, in the best way because yeah. it made me see that a lot of the times what you learn and what has worked in the past you have doesn't given work now right given yeah. a new situation and these kids deserve to learn and it's they can you know it showed they yes. they can read now they're they're starting to do a lot of writing about their reading we're going to move into telling their stories they're reluctant to talk about things that happened to them outside of school and I, and as soon as i saw that i backed off totally right i'm patient i'm waiting as long as they're doing writing uh they like to write about the books uh, they like to pretend they're a character that's fine and you know what that's probably great to help them dream you know if they haven't been dreaming they need all of that background they need that that visualization skill that comes with having a deep um broad reading background so even they're not talking about themselves maybe it's better escape you know who I, wants I to talk who wants to talk about the stuff that's going on at home if you know if it's the pits you know who needs that so um I, I think what you're doing is awesome you know what laura i want to thank you so much for spending this time with us um We've been talking with Laura Robb today, and I really am so touched by the work that you're doing. We will have to have another conversation oh. about your work because I think that teaching reading is, um, I'm still honing my craft. I mean, I will do whatever I can to learn a new trick or tip because I'm a special ed teacher. And I have many situations like that. I'm looking at a similar, not quite as severe as yours, but I am in fifth grade and I have a second, two second grade readers, two third grade readers. And that's where I'm struggling. You know, they don't want to read the books on their level. Um, so I totally appreciate all of those tips and you can be sure that I will listen to this again and I'm going to take all those things to heart. Um, so thank you again. And, um, well, I, I love that, you know, you're working with special ed and, and a big thing is choice within the levels that they can read I, and right. to explain to them again and again, until it begins, you know, to be absorbed. Yes. That, that you have, and I tell them, it's not me, it's the research. We know yes. that the more you read, the better you get. The more you read books you can read, the better you get. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And I hope everyone will join us again when we talk about something I wish I knew by Disrupt Ed TV. Thanks for listening.